NFL Week 4 Great Teams Cover Podcast, back with Brandon Polero. Brandon, how you doing? Chris, I'm back. I survived the trip to Buffalo. Um, I still think I'm recovering uh, to some degree, but it's great to be back with you. And um, we're, we're just in full force. We're about to go into October, my favorite month of the year. Can't wait. We've talked about this uh, last year, but you know what is the game plan for the NFL in London? We have a 9.30 a.m. Eastern kickoff with the Colts versus the Jags. Colts are two-and-a-half-point favorites. They're not road favorites since it's a neutral site game, over under 49. Uh, what do you think of this game? Because I actually have a pretty strong opinion. What's your take? This is the, the law of averages for the NFL, in my opinion. The Jaguars are due for a win. Clearly, they love London, as we know from last year, that debacle of a game. The bad pass interference call on the Allen Hearns touchdown? But go yeah. on. Uh, I like the Jags here because they're due. Uh, they're not as bad as their record suggests, and um, they can score points. That's a neutral field. I think there's value there with Indy giving points. Um, I like the Jags. I think I've, we, you and I have both been optimistic about them, and it just seems like it, it, things should come back to neutral uh, with that team at some point. I'm actually on the other side, man. I like the Colts. Uh, wow. Colts are getting healthy on defense. They get they got Vontae Davis back last week. Uh, the Blake Bortles, you said it, I believe. He's the new Jeff George. Mm-hmm. Look at his stats. All of his stats are in garbage time. Like when they're in competitive situations, he's garbage. Um, so I like Luck getting healthy. It's a coin flip game. I mean, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Colts. But uh, a- Allen Robinson's my boy, as everyone knows. Uh, all, all I'll say is, and I know it's so early. You can fall too easily looking at statistics this early in the year. But when the Colts played uh, a team like the Lions, who were focused on the pass, th- that was a shootout. So I think that you know, keep your eye out for uh, a similar game. Hey, I was on the Lions Lions money line week one. Let's not forget that. But. Uh, I'll tell you what, if Vontae Davis shuts down Allen Robinson, it's going to be a long, long day for the Jags. All right, we'll see. All right, your Cleveland Browns travel to uh, Washington. Washington's seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, the Terrell Pryor hype train is bigger than the Wildcat right now. Any hot takes or cold takes on this game? The Browns are trying to tank the season, and you know what? Kudos to them. <laughs> Good job, Cleveland, because you're doing what you should do. And what I almost, and, and not to spoil it, but what teams that are that bad, you know, possibly the Bills, should do, if you're if you're not going to be good and you have these pro- prolific teams in your division like the Browns have in Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, who cares? Tank the season, get the number one pick, go get yourself Sean Watson and start over. Good, good for the Browns. They're going to absolutely implode. I, I have no expectations for them to win this game at all. I was actually surprised that the Redskins played so well uh, last week. Yeah, I might lay the points. I mean, it might be a stay away for me, but 0-2, they somehow circle the wagons, go down to Miami with an offensive game plan, give them credit. Terrell Pryor did play his heart out, but it's pretty hard to get back up after your kicker misses the game-winning field goal. You saw it. The team was absolutely tanked in overtime. They just had nothing left to give. You circled the wagons last week. Can you really get back up for a second straight road game? And Washington now knows the Terrell Pryor stuff's coming. I mean, you kind of caught Miami you know, out of nowhere. 
Josh Norman's going to be probably um, shadowing prior. I mean, Washington's had a week to prepare for this. I don't see how Cleveland can get back up and uh, get the troops fired back up for a, an out-of-conference road game again. Chris, do you think there's any – are you surprised that it was just announced that Josh Gordon's going to rehab? I mean, this is all by design. And you know what? That's fine. And maybe – Maybe this is all part of making their – the Browns took the uniforms that were the Browns and they said, hey, can we make these in green uniforms? And they did it. So, like, they're just going full tank mode this year. They want to be the ugliest team on the field within every context of it. And you know what? More power to them. Hey, for you fantasy players, uh, Kirk Cousins might have a good game here. Uh, that Brown secondary is not that good, and uh, Washington actually has some some weapons. Uh, Bills, New England. I don't think there's a line on this game yet. Um, it's even. Even? Yeah, it's pick them. I mean, Belichick has owned Rex Ryan besides that one conf- uh, conference game <laughs> in the playoffs that the Jets won. Uh, and any thoughts here? I mean, LeGarrette Blunt. Blunt from East Mississippi Community College might might tear up the bills, but uh, I ha- I was dead wrong last week. I know some listeners who wear cargo shorts in Rochester were dead wrong. <laughs> but what? <laughs> any any thoughts on this game, man? I mean, okay. I, I I don't know the bills. I've here, given up on here them. Here are my thoughts. Here are my thoughts. The the Patriots could put Casey Affleck from Goodwill Hunting and his quarterback, and it wouldn't matter. I mean, I won't pick the Bills out of principle to beat them anymore because they beat them one time in 13 years, and it required four interceptions and a really bad day from from Tom Brady in, in an early season game. Uh, and that was the, the best offense the Bills had had in a long time at that point. That was, that was five years ago. Can you believe that? Five years ago that was. Felt like yesterday. I remember sitting um, in Sandy Springs when the Bills dropped nine back in coverage, oof, and Randy Moss yeah. beat them over the top, and they lost like oh, fifty-two yeah. to ten. The Patriots oh, own yeah. the Bills. Uh, I'm not going to bet on the game, but I don't see how you could take the Bills here. So here, here are my thoughts on this one, though. There's a couple, you know, we we owe the listeners some some perspective here. Where there is hope is this. There are a couple things. One, the Bills did play. Uh, inspired last week on defense, mm-hmm. um, so maybe they they find that groove. Maybe they feel a little more confident after getting picked apart by Fitzpatrick uh, in week two. Um, and then a, a really tough matchup that the that the Patriots needed, I think, on defense to make Tyrod be a quarterback, which has been the common quote we've heard now of the two Bills losses, where they're going to hem him in. Uh, and make Tyrod throw it in the pocket, which, make no mistake, Belichick's going to do that, uh, is Rob Nikovich. So he's out. He was suspended, but he's been hurt as well, so he was going to be out anyway. Uh, that was a player that is an X factor on D. Um, I think it's going to be a really ugly game. I think it's going to be low scoring, uh, and the only way it gets high scoring is if the Patriots score, and it's like a laughable uh, attempt by, the, by Rex Ryan to, to slow him down, and he misses his mark, and then they have to try to open it up and they create turnovers and it gets really nasty but i think it's a it, it, i hate to say it it kind of kind of has the feel of that week one game against the ravens already you know i can already see that happening again yeah i could uh, see a 13 10 loss yeah and it's just going to be really kind of uh, an excruciating one so you know maybe luck's in our favor uh because 
they, we don't have to face Brady, but, you know, four weeks down the line we do. So uh, if the Bills have any chance uh, at this season meaning something, they have to win this game. I just don't have faith in them because I don't know if they're a complete team. So if you bet on Arizona last week at Buffalo, learn your lesson and sit out the Seattle Seahawks at the New York Jets. The line's only two and a half. Seattle's got to travel all the way to New York. The Jets could not have looked worse last week with Fitzmagic throwing six picks. You know, Russell Wilson's not 100%. Uh, Jets are back at home after a bad loss. This has got stay away all over it for me. I mean, in a pick and pool, I'll probably take Seattle, but nothing nothing real money here. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Chan Gailey offense beating Seattle? There, there's too many things that could happen in this game on either side that we just don't know. This game, if it were five, six weeks down the line, I think it would be a pretty easy pick. You would know what you're dealing with. But Seattle's look bad, but they're not bad. So do they? is this the game that they actually can put it together? Uh, on the Jets' side, they looked like world beaters. I, I've never seen Fitzpatrick play a better game than in Buffalo, and Gailey had all these creative ways to get half of the field wide open on a one-on-one matchup. But then against the Chiefs, it looked like a high school team playing a pro team. So we know that there's capabilities and, and potential uh, and like you said, you, you can't underestimate the fact that when you really look at the rosters, when you really look at statistics, NFL teams are, are not far apart. So if Seattle doesn't play a good game and the Jets play the game they played two weeks ago, Jets win. Uh, but if it's the other side of it, Seattle could end up running away with it. I agree with you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't touch it uh, at all. Yeah, I know a lot of people like to tease teams down. I could see the Jets up to plus eight and a half as part of a teaser if you're a degenerate looking to get action. Carolina at Atlanta. Uh, Carolina's a three-point road favorite. Again, Carolina looked awful, but Minnesota's defense is is looking pretty tough, Broncos-esque. Atlanta looked great, but again, they were playing in the Superdome against the worst defense in the league, so take that with a grain of salt. What I find interesting in this game, the over-under is 50.5. That seems a little high to me for a division game. Uh, any thoughts? I think Atlanta's ripe for the picking in this game. I've been pleasantly surprised with what they've done the last two weeks. But we haven't seen them actually be a legitimate contender in maybe four or five years. This game would be a big step in that direction. But... This is kind of similar to what I just said about the Seahawks. We know the Panthers are better than that. Uh, And there seems to be, uh, whenever Carolina and Atlanta match up, there's there's some bad blood there. Uh, I I know there's some traditional rivalry between New Orleans and Atlanta because of yesteryears and and how good those teams were. But this is the real new big brother, little brother thing between Charlotte and Atlanta. So I actually think um, Carolina takes this one. I think there's actually a little bit of sneaky value there in the fact that they're not more of a favorite, and I think Atlanta may get caught uh, celebrating um, on the heels of that win on Monday night. Here's another stay away. Uh, Detroit minus three at Chicago, over under a 48. Mysterious line. I mean, Chicago's not going to go 0-16. I'm not going to bet Chicago with my own money, but I I think Detroit's a bad bet here. I know Brian Hoyer's starting, but I think both teams are going to be able to move the ball. I'm I'm going to stay away from this game. I don't trust Detroit as a road favorite. I, I think Chicago 
that this could be the upset. This could be the geese special. This could be the upset of the weekend. Um, what do you think? I really hope not. I I really want to be. I want to enjoy seeing the like descent of Jay Cutler. You know, like, well, Hoyer's I, playing, man. Jay Cutler's out. I I, I know, but I want to see that down the line. I want to see like them come back. I want to see him like actually start yelling at linemen and coaches and stuff. And if they win a game and they start to be in it, I, I just feel like we're not going to get that entertainment value. So. I'm rooting. I'm rooting for the Lions because I want to see the Bears be that bad. And I, I did say that on the first pot. I think they're the worst team. So um, I guess I'm hoping for that. I, I don't know. I, I, it's hard for me to know what to expect uh, in a divisional game when the Lions clearly aren't a good team, but the Bears are really bad, and you have no you have no clue what you're getting out of the quarterback position. Um. Zach Miller, tight end, uh, he could be a good fantasy play, and uh, I'd like to see Marvin Jones keep it going. But here's the game. So this line has moved down from 6.5 to 4.5. The over-under is 40.5. I'm talking about the Mike Malarkey Tennessee Titans at Houston. I am going to take Houston minus 4.5. I know J.J. Watt is out. But the defense is going to be just fine. Tennessee hasn't really done anything on offense yet this year. And Tennessee's got a bad secondary. And I'll tell you what, Houston has a three-headed monster in Hopkins, Will Fuller, and Lamar Miller. Houston's offense is going to put up points on that secondary. I'm expecting some big plays. I, I like Houston to roll at home. I I'm, I know you have so much bias against Malarkey. I'm going with the Titans here, man. Four and a half points, that's a major blow to that D. Like that's They move him around all the time. And that, that, I think that's going to make an impact. I actually think there's value if you're just – if we're talking about the spread, there's value in Tennessee. Uh, I don't know if they'll win it, but I'll, I'll take the other side of it just to make it interesting with you here because – I actually think that the Texans aren't a very good team. And then when you take a lot away, they are just, they're beatable by any team. And I think that the Titans might be due, right? We've talked about them as a team who could take a step and I'm interested to see what they do here. So I'll take that one. All right. Here's a real tough game. Oakland Raiders traveling all the way to Baltimore. Baltimore is the surprise team of the year. Three and O Baltimore's favored minus three and a half over unders 46 and a half. Long road trip, I believe, second road game in a row for Oakland. I don't know if they stayed on the East Coast. The hooks got me maybe thinking Oakland, but Baltimore's a tough home team, probably a stay away. I I think this Oakland's been very poor on defense. This could turn into a shootout. I know Flacco, believe it or not, Mike Wallace is having a decent year. Oakland's got a bunch of weapons. This could be a this could be a shootout. Uh, what do you think? I love I love the Raiders all the way here. I mean, you're you're given more than a field goal. I think the Ravens are fool's gold. They they are an early season sell. They shouldn't be they shouldn't be giving that really. I mean, I know the standard is three, um, but with what the Raiders have are capable of, yes, they lost to Atlanta at home, uh, but I still am very high on them. I think it's a great pick to take the Raiders all the way, man. Yeah, with the hook. I mean, I definitely wouldn't lay Baltimore. But uh, yeah, with that, getting that extra half point is, is pretty enticing. Again, this could be a good teaser up. Getting Oakland up to like plus nine and a half might not be yeah. bad. I don't see Baltimore winning by double digits. I think it, I, just to, to piggy on that, yeah, if you have a two or three team tease, this is a no-brainer. If you can put the Raiders anywhere near that double digit, you should do it. 
Uh, Denver minus three with an awesome defense at Tampa who looked pretty bad last week. Although I will have to say their kicker sucks. Did they? I don't know if they cut this guy. But, I mean, they ended up losing the game. But the kicker missed an extra point and a field goal. They had to go for two. They lost by four. But if the kicker made the extra point in the 30-yard field goal, they wouldn't have had to like do those crazy plays at the end. Tampa can move the ball on offense, but obviously Denver is top one or two defense in the league. I'm not quite buying the Trevor Simeon hype. I know he threw a bunch of touchdown passes last week. I also saw the Bengals drop some interceptions. I'm not laying Denver minus three, but I'm certainly not taking Tampa. Uh, What do you think? Yeah, I I think it's a stay away. I will actually say, though, uh, just for the record, I think that Tampa Bay wins this game. Because they beat, uh, they were impre- they were impressive enough to beat the Falcons, and I know maybe I'm playing both sides. This is a lot of political speak here, so I just said the Falcons are ripe for the picking. But there's something to be said for a team that opens the season on the road against a divisional opponent and wins. They have a the pedigree at quarterback to do it. When when push comes to shove in the NFL, if your quarterback plays well, that makes a big difference. They will need. Jameis Winston to do what he can at his highest capacity to overcome the defense. But if you're getting points and they're capable, I think it could be an upset alert, man. I, I don't, I don't, you know, are we really thinking the Broncos are still this good? Not in the modern game. It, it's going to average out at some point. They can't keep this up with nothing on offense like that. It just doesn't work that way anymore. So yeah. I, I, I I'm a Winston guy. I think Tampa's got the better quarterback. You know, you yeah, have, you have the I mean. better quarterback at home getting points. Yeah, that, uh, this is the Tom Shearer classic, you know. Better quarterback at home getting points. Take it. That's value. Here's an interesting one. Dallas. The This is like the game of the year if this was 1994. Dallas at San Francisco. Dallas minus two. Over under 45. That over under seems pretty low to me. Chip Kelly likes to play fast. And believe it or not, uh, Dallas does still have some weapons without Dez out. Elliott's looked pretty good. I've been impressed with Dak. Um, San Francisco, believe it or not, keeps running the ball with Carlos Hyde when they're down. So uh, two-point line, eh, I don't know. What do you think? So this game used to be like, okay, when I was a kid, this was like, when we were kids, this was like the biggest midseason game in the NFL, right? This was like the Super Bowl game. Man, how things have changed! Right? Like that was like the the team of the '80s and '90s that would just clash. There's just a lot of nostalgia there when I look at the the brands. But um, we can thank the York family for ruining this the 49ers franchise. I, I, I'm still burned over that. You know, I have a, an affinity for the Niners old, but that's a, for a different time. Um, but uh, I got Cowboys here. Uh, I, I think it's a good call. You're you're sneaky on that over under. Um, I also think don't get too caught up in what chip kelly does because i think there's still a little bit of um remembrance of his college days it's hard to know if he's really a high scoring uh play caller for the nfl um but yeah the cowboys are the team i think the niners are, are not good at all um and i think that the cowboys will prevail uh saints at the chargers 53 and a half over under chargers minus four now the Chargers are one and two. They're about two plays away from being three and zero. Both their losses are heartbreakers at the end. So I mean, the Chargers from a power ranking standpoint are, are pretty good. But here's the deal: Gates probably is not going to play. They lost Keenan Allen, who's a top twelve wide receiver. They lost Danny Woodhead. 
I mean, are the Chargers really going to keep this train going? But I'm, I'm I'm not a believer in the Saints on the road. If anything, I'd be taking the Chargers minus four here. Um, Travis Benjamin stepped up. Tyrell Williams. I mean, these no-name guys. I mean, Philip Rivers is the uh, the one constant, and Melvin Gordon is playing okay. You got a poor Saints defense. Chargers at home. I think it's a great spot for them going back home, getting a W. Yeah, I think it's a great spot for an early season under the war, the most excruciating bet in sports. Under 54, because you, like you just said, there's some weapons that aren't there. Remember the Chargers, until the they let the Chiefs have that big comeback, were shutting them down. Uh, I think it's a there's some great value if you're trying to play that. Uh, but I agree that it's really hard to, to know what to expect um, from a spread per- perspective. Um, Chargers will probably win the game. Saints will probably be looking at 0-4 and and the season's like over, Um, but who knows? Saints could find some inspiration. This is the NFL. Things have a a way of evening out. Uh, I'm thinking because of those two factors, I would take the under if you had to pick something on this. Yeah, I like that call. I think I might go with you. I mean, take some brass balls. I mean, if you have an under ticket, you're better off turning off your TV at 425 and turning it back on at 730. But uh, I do think if the Chargers get a 10 to 14 point lead, they're probably going to lean on Melvin Gordon. I think they lost, they learned their lesson from blowing that big lead against Kansas City. I think if they get get the lead, they're going to try to sit on it and burn the clock with Gordon. I like that call, man. I wasn't thinking it, but I'm going to I'm going to ride with you. Los Angeles Rams at Arizona. Arizona's a minus eight. I've been betting against the Rams all year. I've been dead wrong, but this is the get well game of the year. Arizona, everyone picked Arizona last week. They get embarrassed. Now they're going back home against a team that they hate. I know it's a lot of points in the division, but the fact, if you get embarrassed in the NFL like Arizona does and then you're back at home, I just think Arizona has way too many weapons. Bruce Arians is too good of a coach. Carson Palmer looked lost last week. I think they're going to get that figured out. They're going to get them into a rhythm. You got David Johnson, who's a freak. I just don't think Los Angeles has the offensive weapons to keep up. Arizona gets well at home. Yeah, I agree. This is, remember, let's not forget, the Rams are, need to be 500, Chris. So they always need to get back to that 500 level, right? Oh. So they are, they're, they're due. They're going to come back. And uh, Palmer looked bad last week. I, as much as a Bills fan, I wanted to be excited about that. I don't know if I think that had more to do with him than it did with the Bills D. So, uh, yeah, I think they win. I think this is another to to play off what I just said. I think this is more of a sneaky overplay. I think it's sitting at forty three right now. Yeah. So uh, the Cardinals all. I mean, what's the, the question I ask myself in these scenarios? You know, if you're picking games, is can the Cardinals score four touchdowns in this game? Uh, I still think that you can't say with conviction, yes, they will. But if they score three and get a couple field goals, it's going over. Or if they get three and a field goal, they may not cover, but the Rams will push it over. So if you had to pick one, I like the over there. Eight's a lot, man, because the Rams seem to play well in division, and that's like Jeff Fisher's thing. He like is three and three in the division. He's eight and eight, and then everyone's like, okay, he's – he has like this goatee and he's like serious and everyone thinks he's a good coach and that's how they go. Yeah, I mean I think if 
this is probably going to be the a key uh, in a lot of teaser legs. Arizona down to minus two with perhaps Oakland up to plus nine and a half. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a good teaser to me. Yeah. Kansas City at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's minus five, over under 47. I like the over. I think this is going to be a Sunday night shootout. Pittsburgh puts points up at home. You get Le'Veon Bell back. So you are, you have arguably the number one running back in the game and the number one receiver. And uh, believe it or not, the Chiefs, Andy Reid is an excellent football coach. They're going to score points too. Um, I like the over 47. I probably wouldn't touch the five, but uh, Pittsburgh at home uh, Sunday night is going to be tough to bet against. Yeah, I'm eating my. I am eating humble pie on the Chiefs. Right? I said at the end of the year, I like what their defense did, but I had no respect for the offense. Wow. I may make me a believer. Andy uh, Reid, man. Yeah, I, I I have to say, get your popcorn out for this game. I this game is a big game. I mean, this is a preview of what could be, dare I say, an, an AFC divisional game. Yeah, it could right? be. Um, and this is prime time, man. Bring it on. I, I really i am excited to see what the Steelers can do. I've been, like, really impressed with uh, D'Angelo Williams. They're, don't get too excited about Bell. I think they're going to split the carries there. They are going to be very careful with him. They need him down the line, right? So I think uh, they're going to – I don't think so, man. I think Pittsburgh is a bell cow offense. They're going to just ride – they're going to ride Bell. And look, the, the, D'Angelo is unbelievable. They really – they don't miss a beat with D'Angelo. I think they're going to just – I think they're going to hand the ball to, to Bell. I mean, Brown is going to be the guy. I mean, Brown is unbelievable. I can't wait to watch Antonio Brown play again. The, 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 the real the real story in this game is Pittsburgh's offense versus KCD, right? That's going to be an exciting game. Uh, I'm, I have to say, uh, I know that this might have not have been as hard to pick based on record last year, but I was selling KC. I didn't think they really were a complete team. and um, you know, Hopefully they don't prove me wrong two times in a row. Uh, I'm looking for a really big game on Sunday night. This is going to be fun. Wild card update real quick. How about Ubaldo Jimenez for our baseball fans? Goes into Toronto, goes six and two-thirds, no runs, back from the dead. The Buck Showalter, magic dust. Just quick update. I was just checking scores there. Uh, Monday night at the bank. I don't know if that's what they're calling it here. I don't get out much, but I live here in Minneapolis. People are very excited about the 3-0 Minnesota Vikings. Now they're laying five points at home with an over-under 43. Minnesota's defense is for real. The Giants, though, are historically a better road team. The Giants have an excellent offense. I probably would lean Giants plus five in a tight Monday night battle. Should be an outstanding game. Any any thoughts on this one? Uh, it's hard. I, I agree with you that you'd think it would be close and... If you were to ask me before the season, with everything that went on with Bridgewater, I would say Giants all the way. But I was kind of disheartened to see them how they how they performed last week. You know, you're you had a home game chance to go three and zero, and then three and zero in the division, and or yeah. Uh, th- yeah, and then knock the Redskins down to zero and three. Bad loss, bad loss. Yeah, not. I mean, yeah, that's a big opportunity. I, I just wonder where they're. You know, who are they this year? Uh, and we're going to find out because the, the Vikings uh, have potential. Uh, I just I, These are two teams that I just have no clue who they are, uh, to be honest with you. So 
Uh, I know that's a big it's it's a big moment for Minneapolis because it's the this is really kind of the the national showcase for them, right? Uh, yeah. With the new with the new venue, uh, and I will be watching for that. But I'll also be watching to see if um, we're seeing vintage Eli Manning and, and him stepping up and leading the team and doing what they had done in their best years, which is went on the road after when they kind of took a stumble. Um, so that'll be curious to see, or if they're just going to kind of be around the middle again. Yeah, I mean, I'm the over might be a sneaky play because Minnesota's got a good defense. It's only 43. Uh, the Giants are looking that, like, I don't know what the situation with Jennings is, but Vereen's out for the season. Jennings might be out for the game. I mean, they might be dealing with, like, their third and fourth string running backs. You might just see the Giants just sling the sling the rock, fire that fucking big skin, varsity blues. <laughs> you might see, uh, you just might see the Giants go three, three wide and try to open the game up. I would take over 43 because I don't think the Giants are going to run the ball. I think they're going to go in with a game plan and get Odell Beckham the ball, get Sterling Shepard the ball, and take their chances from there. That's that's my hot take, no opinion. No, I, I have no – I'll tell you, if I, if someone were to put a gun in my head, I would flip a coin. I have no clue on this game because the Giants can do some things, but the Vikings for real, you know, they're kind of an early sell just based on the fact they might be overvalued. So if you really were to ask me, you always take the points. Um, but I know that this is also – that place is going to be electric. I mean, they, they do turn out in Minnesota. So there's going to be a home field advantage for sure in terms of noise, in terms of hype, and just the whole venue. Everything that goes into that, that does matter. I mean, let's face it, the, everyone's human. So People know respect that, for Minnesota. We got the Ryder Cup and Monday Night Football. I mean <laughs> – yeah, actually, you see, you see that guy drain the putt that came off. They got yeah. they pulled him out of the crowd today. You know he was. You know what? He wasn't a Minnesotan. He was from North Dakota. But you know we're, we're a little classier than that here in Minnesota. But that was that was a special moment. I thought that was really cool. The European guys. Yeah, you know, I wasn't sure he was from North Dakota because he was pulling off like the late '90s, early 2000s jeans with the boot cut. I knew it was a little behind. The times you know? oh yeah you know he might be western western north dakota maybe a maybe an oil worker got got some oil money on leave coming down the Ryder cup but uh yeah we're still a little behind here in fashion let me tell you that much but uh a survivor pick i actually licked cincinnati in the thursday night game we're, we're recording during the game I, I think pretty much most survivor pools will probably take washington this week uh and any any thoughts on a survivor pick there's a lot of parity this week. If I were to actually, you know, again, I know you think the Bears could win this one. I would say Lions. Wow. Road favorite in a survivor pool early in the season. Okay. Uh, tease of the week. I, I'm going to go with the uh, Arizona down to minus two and pair that with Oakland to plus nine and a half. Uh, and then some of the picks that I like. I do like Houston minus four and a half. I know we disagree there. I like the over uh, 47 on Sunday night football. I like the over 43 on Monday night football. Uh, what else did I write down here that I like? Da, 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 da. No, that's about it. I mean, there's a lot of stay away games. I think there's a lot of a uh, lot of trouble out there. So be careful. Any any last thoughts or last words? Yeah, don't forget about that under man. Look oh yeah, I will write that down too. I'm gonna take under under fifty three and a half. You'll probably want to wait. I bet you can get under fifty four. 
on that New Orleans San Diego. That's a great call. I, I hope that really uh, I hope that hits because we'll be bragging about that next week. But uh, that's it. Thanks so much. Eat well and cover. We'll see you back here next week.